Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to the Learning Journeys podcast from Lacuna Learning. This is Thinking Out Loud episode one. As an extension on season one, every second episode will be a short reflection on something that is going on for me right now or perhaps something that's been sparked for me from one of our podcast guests. I'm calling these Thinking Out Loud episodes which are ideas that are not yet fully formed that I'm working through I will almost certainly go off on tangents, so I would love it if people get in touch between episodes to share their own reflections and perhaps to help me to put some thoughts together. And this, I guess, is part of of my own learning journey. Before I jump into this first Thinking Out Loud episode, I wanted to thank all our brilliant listeners for listening and subscribing to our first season. We had an amazing response and I wanted to give a quick shout out to our listeners um, literally across the world. So... In the first few months, we've had listeners from the UK, not surprisingly, Ireland, the United States of America, shout out to everyone in New York, South Carolina, Texas, Ohio, California, Virginia and Tennessee, probably others, but that's what my podcast analytics picked up, Canada, South Africa, Russia, United Arab Emirates, Austria, Australia, Czech Republic, Dominican Republic, France, New Zealand, India and Thailand. I'm obviously at the mercy of podcast analytics a wee bit, so if I've missed anybody out, then please give me a shout as it'd be great to get to know you all. We hope you're all keeping really well. In today's Thinking Out Loud, I want to talk about a subject very close to my heart and something that a lot of our guests have talked about. I'll begin with the story that our last guest, paracanoist Hope Gordon, shared. During her medical care and on that really long journey, she saw a huge number of doctors the vast majority of whom just didn't quite get where she was coming from and didn't want to offer her the amputation she wanted, albeit for very, very, very good medical reasons. Eventually, she came across a doctor who just totally got her. She understood where she was coming from, realised that she had thought this through and was able to connect with Hope in a way that very few others had managed. I thought it was really fascinating, that example she gave. And there have been tons of other examples throughout the podcast of people sharing their journey and these critical people along the road who've kind of just had a way of connecting with them in a really interesting way. So this idea of I get you or I get that is at the heart of empathy. And it's something I use on a daily basis in my work with coaches, athletes, managers, leaders, as well as with my friends and my family and even with my very small children. So I wanted to take a few minutes to explore some of the evidence and research in that space as well as some of my own personal approaches and beliefs around the value of empathy. I'm going to touch on a few points just to help you navigate this. So the first part is going to be a bit of a definition around what is empathy. The second is the difference between sympathy and empathy, which is really important. The third is that walking in the shoes of somebody else doesn't necessarily mean that you have had the same experience or that you need to have had the same experience in order to be able to empathise with them. And finally, what can we do with empathy and why I think it's just so important and why we need it now more than ever. So first part, definition. So a recent meta-analysis that I found that I thought was really good. Empathy is defined as understanding the emotions another person is feeling, feeling the same emotions another person is feeling, or commenting accurately on the emotions another person is feeling. So there's kind of those those three parts to it really. We can do one of those or all of those or, or not well at all. And we can also get what's called cognitive empathy where We empathise with what they're thinking, but perhaps not necessarily what they're feeling. And sometimes that can be enough if we're doing project work or working with ideas that, oh, I understand why you think that way, might be enough. But very often it doesn't quite get to the heart of it. We're kind of at that tasks and issues level. We haven't dropped down to meaning for us yet. So 
being able to, to understand the emotions they're feeling, feeling the same emotions and commenting accurately on those is really what we're talking about here. I'll, I'll dive into a bit more about this idea of feeling the same emotions later on. One of the common things that goes wrong is the difference between sympathy and empathy. On the surface, you think they're, they're pretty close, but they're really quite different. So empathy is about experiencing with someone. Sympathy is feeling for someone. It doesn't mean that there is anything bad about sympathy particularly, but Brene Brown, who I'm, as everyone knows, a huge disciple of, um, puts it really nicely that empathy fuels connection, sympathy drives disconnection. Um, and, and Brene highlights kind of two qualities of, of empathy really. So one is seeing the world as someone else sees it, which is really important. And the second is being non-judgmental or staying out of judgment. And that can be really hard. You know, we all love to judge different people in different situations and we're interested in them, but trying really hard to avoid doing that, really important. And empathy is kind of this, this sort of special place when someone's in a deep hole, they shout out and say, I'm stuck, it's dark, I'm overwhelmed. And then we look and say, do you know what? I think I know what it's like down there and you're not alone. Let me come down there with you. So I come down to your level. As Brene so elegantly put it, um, sympathy is more, it's bad, huh? Do you want a sandwich? It's like that. You keep that distance. It's like you're at the top of the ladder and they're at the bottom of the ladder and you try and keep that that space. Because if you say, oh, it's bad, is it? Right, okay, that that um, that means I don't have to connect with what you're doing because that might be painful for me as well. So empathy is about me too. I get that. And that's kind of the, the whole point of, um, of this podcast episode, but also of the podcast in general, just trying to really understand and trying to feel with people rather than feeling for them. That's the second one. Third one, it doesn't mean that you've had the same experience. It is a choice because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. It doesn't mean that you need to have had the same experience to empathise, but more that knowing that feeling that may be similar. And so what this does is it makes the other person feel like they're not the only person in the world feeling that way or the only person who has ever felt that way before. So I'll give a quick example. I was working with um, with an athlete a couple of years ago and, and he shared something because he didn't seem quite right and I just asked him what was going on and he said that his first serious girlfriend, his first, I guess, most serious relationship he'd ever had, they had broken up for very good reasons and it was pretty um, as happy a departure as it ever is, but it was his first serious relationship that had ended. In that moment, and I suspect a lot of the adults listening at home are probably smiling going, oh yeah, I remember that first boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. But actually what I did was I took a bit of a second and remembered what that felt like for me. When that first big relationship ended, it was like the world had ended. It was like you were never gonna love again. It was like you were never gonna feel what you felt at that time. And so in that moment, it feels like the world has ended. And so rather than, oh, there's plenty more pebbles on the beach, mate, or you'll be all right. I said, oh God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what it's like for you right now, but I remember when I broke up with my first long-term girlfriend, and I really thought the world had ended or I can't remember what I said now, but something along those lines. And he kind of smiled. He sort of laughed at me a little bit, which which was good. It kind of broke the ice. And he said, yeah, that is kind of how I feel right now. I feel like the world's never going to be as it was before. And I, I just don't know where to go from here. And I said, OK, well, tell me about that. And so all he needed was an empathic response. Um, and that was hopefully what he got from from that little, little story. I'm sure we've all had similar ones. So let me know in the after the podcast if you've got some good examples. Rarely does an empathic response begin with the words at least. If we're doing that, it's probably because someone just shared something that was really difficult or painful and we're trying to kind of put a silver lining on it. I had a miscarriage. At least you know you can get pregnant. 
I think my marriage is falling apart. At least you have a marriage. Or more commonly at the moment from athletes or coaches that I'm speaking to, my final junior or under 23 year is over. I'll never get the chance to medal up the Worlds or Euros in that category. And then the common response is, at least you've still got the seniors, right? Not a horrible response at all, not coming from a bad place, but it's disconnection. We're not connecting with what that's like. Because it'd be really interesting to ask them, yeah, you're right, you have lost it and you did nothing wrong. The whole world's calendars got cancelled and you didn't get your chance to show what you were good. And I and I know that you were on it. I know that you were in a place where you probably could have medal. What's that like for you? How do they feel? Are they crestfallen? Are they devastated? Are they annoyed? Are they angry? And one of the things that's always worth digging in, particularly with male athletes in my experiences, um, you'll tend to get shut down or raging or anger. Um, if we dig below anger, we very often get to hurt. So it's always worth just um, something I think about a lot is, is are, are we angry, frustrated, or is that masking something something um, a bit deeper? So can we dig into that? Rarely can a response make um, things better. What makes things better is connection, but the response might allow us to do that. One of my favourite Brene Brown quotes, and I, I couldn't resist throwing a few more of these in, you don't necessarily have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. And so that doesn't mean that I need to have to be you right now or know what's going on for you, but we can still walk hand in hand by, by coming down to that place. So what can we do with empathy? It is a myth that it takes months and months and months to build a strong relationship. Undoubtedly, the longer we have in a relationship, the, the stronger it's likely to get. But you look at someone like hostage negotiators, they don't have three months to get to know somebody. They've got seconds. And so how do they do that? They primarily do that through empathy. They find the one thing in the world that they might have in common, which might be that they're both breathing. And they start from there, they build up from there. So I've kind of coined this term, high velocity empathy, which is happening a lot just now. And it's about very quickly trying to see the world as somebody sees it. It might start at more of a cognitive level. What are they thinking? But we might try and move down to, what does it feel to be you right now? I think it's also worth saying that empathy has no script and there is no right way to do that. And we can do that just just by being in that space and holding that space together. I think I talked about that in the very last podcast of season one, actually. One of my reflections was about holding space, but maybe we'll do another, another thinking out loud on that one. I think it's incredibly important right now. And it's also important to note that we can be connected in sadness and joy when we can also be connected in weariness. So I've been using this, this idea of, of the two-word check-in a lot in online sessions. So in two words, how are you feeling right now? Someone might say fed up, had enough. They might use a stronger word and that's fine as well. We can be connected in feeling hacked off or like we've had enough. That's no less valuable than being connected in joy or being connected in, in anything else. So what we are doing is we're giving validation to those emotions. I, it's okay to feel that way right now. I would so love to start a conversation about empathy. I just think right now, if ever the world needed empathy, it is right now and people need to they don't need you to fix their problems sometimes. They just need you to listen and to connect to what's going on for them right now. So I'm working really hard at this. I'm definitely not getting it right all the time. And people saying you're not listening or you're not connecting or you're not getting where I'm coming from. And just taking that time, owning it and saying, I'm really sorry, I'm struggling. I'm finding the Zoom lag or whatever difficult, or I'm just not sure where you're coming from today. Take that time to do it. And that, you know, people are much more isolated than they were. So for me, it's, it's a great time to really think about how we use empathy. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you. Well well done. You'll get your long service badge. This was my first Thinking Out Loud episode, as you probably gathered some of it. I had really clearly articulated some of it. I haven't, and I've just kind of rolled with it. 
I hope you find it interesting um, and maybe even thought-provoking. I would love to know what you think. So feel free to get in touch on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at pausecoachdev, uh, LinkedIn, or by plain old email. My website is lacunalearning.co.uk. You can learn a bit more about my work and people development. Maybe I can help with something, but please get in touch. If you want to email me, it's doug at lacunalearning.co.uk, which I, I check fairly regularly. Please hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any new episodes and look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening to the Learning Journeys podcast and please stay safe, everyone.